Hello, everyone. You are listening to the late morning program with Nam Ross podcast, the number one Hare Krishna podcast in the world. I'm here with Govinda Janmashtami Das. Govinda, thank you for joining me. Hare Krishna, bro. Yes, yeah, so you? I'm fine. I'm fine. So Govinda and I have been talking about getting Govinda here on the podcast for a few years wow. now. And, finally, uh, finally, after this finally, yeah, finally it happens. So so today's episode is going to be about Govinda's journey, being in a dangerous gang, coming out of it, uh, as a, and, and also just understanding his uh, his thoughts and all everything he's been through. And I really want to, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about that. Probably there's a, probably no one who's kind of gone into a dangerous gang and come out as a as a devotee and 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 also you know grown up as a devotee and things like that so this is a very unique story that we're really excited to hear and uh, i'm just i'm just at the edge of my seat already because i don't know what's gonna you know i, I want to hear the story but let's start from the beginning govita um tell us about like where you were born and and uh, where you were raised um so i was born in juhu mumbai Hare Krishna, oh, okay. so everybody knows you know, right. uh, I was born in 91 over there. My parents met in Juhu. They got married there. Uh, my dad, yeah. uh, Parma Prabhu, and my mother, Rohini Devidasi. And yeah. uh, they had me in uh, 91. So I was here, uh, you know, in, in Juhu. So I grew up there for 10 years. And... Um, Ten years, it, it was pretty good. You know, I have I have all those good memories with uh, all my friends there. Uh, shout out to all the Bombay Wallace, <laughs> right? And uh, yeah, I, re I really, you know, uh, we moved when I was ten years old, and um, it was kind of sad leaving, you know, because um, it was uh, you know, America is such a different place, you know. Yeah. You know, coming from India, going to you know America is such a big, huge step. For me and my family, of course, yeah, uh, it did impact me a lot because I was not familiar with the language. Uh, I was not familiar with the lifestyle. I, I, you know, I was just in a boarding school basically right before I went to America. So, right. and and I don't think like you know, in India, it's the same way as in America. You know, there's two different systems. And everything was so new to me, you know, even, even, you know, the architects and everything. The first day I arrived, it was on my birthday um, on July 29th. Uh, I remember in 2000, I arrived on a Sunday and uh, all I can see is like, you know, this futuristic place, like where, where are we, you know, it was so amazing, <laughs> you know, it was such a culture shock, you know, for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and then, uh, I started to go to public school, you know, uh, in Chicago. Um, you know, private schools were like not an option yet because uh, my father, he was uh, serving Shishi Kishore Kishori in Chicago Temple. And, um, you know, we're just new, uh, we're just a new uh, family that came to America, you know. Uh, the temple president at that time, you know, he brought, a, brought my 
parents and us. Um, and it was it was amazing, you know, growing up in Chicago. Um, but I kind of felt, you know, the full force of Maya when I started to go to school. You know, when you start to yeah. associate with, you know, people from outside, you know, yeah. it, it it was such a pressure to me because all I knew was Krishna consciousness. I didn't know about what America is. I didn't know what hip hop and rock and, you know, all, all the American culture, you know, like I never, I didn't, I didn't know about this. We didn't have internet. I didn't have inter access to internet in India that much. Um, right. So definitely coming to America was a, a big change, a very big change in my life. Um, I, uh, and then, you know, as, as I was, going to starting, uh, I was starting school. Um, what happened is like, you know, in Chicago, if people don't know what Chicago is or, you know, what it's like, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty heavy city. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing, beautiful city, but it's pretty heavy also. And, you know, you don't see much of that dark side, you know? Yeah. But, you know, definitely I felt it in, um, public school. Uh, we had like these recruiters, you know, that would go around and they would target kids, you know, target kids, the ethnic kids, you know, who were bullied and stuff. Um, I was one of those, you know, and uh, they Recruiter kept an eye on me. Recruiters for, for, for gangs? Yeah, for gangs. So oh, at wow. a very young age, even in elementary school, they'll be right outside, you know, just waiting. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we just want to be friends and, you know. They'll say the most sweetest things and, you know, you feel, you know, protected because you feel like you have somebody to protect you when you, you know, experience bullying. I've, I I went through racism. I, I went through bullying and all of that through, through throughout high school, throughout elementary, you know, um, yeah. it was just, it was just, it was horrible. Because as a devotee kid, you know, you, you grow up, you, you get to learn about Krishna consciousness, you get to learn about the world, but you really don't know what the world is. Mm. You don't know how, how, how cruel the world is, actually. So I had to find out firsthand when I did. And, you know, definitely, like, when I was around 10 years old, you know, I was sitting in the library and... Um, you know, here comes a dude and I was drawing something because I'm an artist. So yeah. I picked up drawing, you know, at a very young age. So I was very enthusiastic about it. And this guy comes and he, he's like, oh, can you draw me something? You know, I'm like, okay, okay, cool, cool. I'll draw you something. I didn't know it had to associate with gang related things, you know? Oh, all right. I just thought of it as art. So I started drawing and I would come to the library every day and they just saw like, Oh, this kid, this kid comes here every day. Oh, he, you know, there's a temple, you know, they knew about the temple. So, excuse me. So they knew that the neighborhood that I lived in was a Mexican, all Mexican neighborhood. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, you will have all of these, you know, you know, gang members and stuff. So they recruited me. Um, I wouldn't say a hundred percent. They keep you around, you know, yeah. like a little guy. So, so basically, so, yeah. so basically it's like 
the people who are bullied and people who are seem like they're kind of minority wise or uh they they would recruit them because they would find some like somewhere to belong or some protection from them exactly exactly that's what i felt because when when i went to school uh i used to get bullied and you know the teachers wouldn't listen my like no offense but like my parents like you know like yeah i mean I don't, uh, they just I, I I don't think they blindsided it. It's yeah. it's just like you know they just told me like you know it's just part of life. Some people are yeah. you know yeah. really bad. You know just you know you might get over it, but you know what it it never it never happened. That never went away. So everywhere right. I went, you know I was labeled as you know Indian, uh, Iraqi, or something. You know like I was yeah. very I, w- I was degraded. You know in, in school just like that every every single day so it, it just came up to a point where you know people were making fun of my religion because i used to go wear tilak to school i had a shika so you know i stopped wearing tilak i told my dad uh you know i don't want a shika anymore people are bullying me in school they used to pull my shika so yeah. like it, it it really hurt me because i thought you know coming to this new place you know with new people i would find you know, finally, I would find, you know, some type of peace. But no, same story in America. Like, I got bullied yeah. again. And it was just a whole repeat of what I went through in India. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, when someone is suppressed for so long, it's just a matter of time if someone, you know, loses their circuit. You know what I'm saying? Blows up their circuit. Totally. And yeah. just loses control. And that's exactly what happened. I mm. clearly remember it was sixth grade. Uh, it was math class, and you know they were really everybody was making fun of me because I was Indian. You know, but when I was in India, everybody was you know racist towards me because I look a little Asian, you know, because <laughs> my mom is Manipuri. Oh, so, oh, really? So yeah, so Indians. Oh, cool. In India, they used to be like, oh, Chinese boy, you know? And then when I went to America, here I am dealing with all these other races. And, yeah. you know, they're just attacking me because I, I'm different and I'm protecting India. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's something it made me realize, you know, you know, how, how it hurts when, 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 when someone is being racist against you. Like, it, I, I felt that for the first time. It was very mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yeah, I never told my parents about it. Um, I just, you know, stood quiet and just took it. So all these years of just bottling it up, bottling it up, uh, sixth grade finally happened. Okay. I remember one day in that math class, they really, they really, like, everybody was just, you know, on town with, like, oh, this guy's, you know, cutty boy, you know, this and that, like, very slur languages. And I was just fed up with it. I just fed up with it. Something blew up. I, I went, I blacked out, uh, that day out, you know, is, this is gonna, um, I ended up doing something to someone, which I regret, you know, but nothing extreme happened. He was okay. He got a few stitches. Yeah. Uh, his head was pretty much open. His skull was pretty much open and uh, I got suspended for that, for that. Yeah, and uh, they knew the school knew that I was getting bullied because I also complained to them uh, prior to that. Yeah, and that's why they gave me like such a you know 
self-loathing um, punishment. Right. Um, but then, you know, I went to high school. So this is where it got really interesting. High school, you get in there and you know all your friends from elementary school. Now you're in different high schools. In different high schools, are, you're in different areas in Chicago. So different areas in Chicago, that means different gangs. Right. There's more than 300. There's more than 300 gangs in Chicago. Wow. If not more now, because there's subdivisions. Yeah. So I happen to, you know, be around most of the Mexicans because that's who I can relate to. They're just like Indians, you know. Yeah. You know, they accepted me for who I was. They didn't judge me and nothing. You know, they knew, you know, I was also, you know, a minority. I was also brown. <laughs> They're like brown pride. So I'm like, okay, I'm with it. You know, so they're the one that protected me. They're the one that, you know, gave me that feeling of home, gave me that feeling of brother, brotherhood, you know, that thing that I never felt before. I never had somebody help me, you know, back me up. Yeah. You know, so that feeling was so um, I don't know, it was it was very intense, you know. First time I felt so much you know, love and power and like, wow, like sure. somebody actually cares about you, you know? Sure. You know, yeah. Would, you know, even take a bullet for you. This is a type of mentality that we're living in when you live in Chicago, you, you know, friendships, Loyalty. whatever. It's, it's always, you just never know when you're going to go. You just never know when you're going to go. Yeah. And um, in high school, it got intense because, you know, now everybody, you know, they want to choose what gang they want to go to. You know, you have a choice. You're in a gang or you're not in a gang. Right. So either you're going to get bullied, killed, and whatever you whatever may happen to you, and you have no support or join a gang. So I got to a point where I was like, I had enough of this. I had enough of this. At that time, my, you know... My spiritual practices also was going down because of, you know, material desires. And I mean, um, you, you would be, you were around in, I went to public school my whole life too. And, and I can totally relate with that, that when you're around people, you know, eight hours a day and you're only around devotees, maybe like your parents or, you know, going to the temple, maybe once or twice a week, the majority of your association is with non-devotees. So you're going to you're going to take on whatever you're associating with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, slowly, I just I just seen how like I was ashamed. I was ashamed of being a hard Christian. Really, you know, I was. I was. I admit it. You know, I, I, you know, I never like I used to. This is what I used to do when I was a kid. Something used to happen to me. I used to go to Christian. I used to be like, "Why is this happening to me? I do everything for you." Like I used to, you know, I used to do some temple sevas, you know, yeah. uh, the vice president, uh, Murai Chaitanya Prabhu, my mentor, uh, Hare Krishna to him. Um, with, I don't think I would know anything about America and, you know, about life in general. I thank him from the bottom of my heart, you know, f for making me the man that I am today. Wow. And, uh, you know, when my dad was at service, you know, he was like my father figure, mm. you know. Um, 
Yeah, uh, in high school, it just got really crazy. It just got really crazy because, you know, now, you know, they had this thing with, you know, the guys, the girls, they liked it. You know, they, the jealousy, you know, the friendship broke. And, like, there was, like, a whole big um, segregation. Mm. High school, pub, public high school, in my high school, it was segregation. So either you're with your kind or we don't want you at our table. Right. So. Through association, that's how it led up to getting me where I'm, I was at. Um, you know, other, uh, my other friends that I was friends with in elementary school, they were in a different gang now. Mm. And I was in a different gang. I was associating, actually. I was associating with the, you know, the oppositions. At and this point, at this point, was it was it like you were kind of partially in or what or you were like fully in? It, it was not... I think not partially even in, it's just like, they want to see your, they want to test your loyalty. Oh, I see. They want to test your loyalty and it could go on for years, you know? So they just had me running around with a carrot, you know, right. you know, and I was just running in circles, but um, yeah, high school, high school was like really bad because uh, my friends that were, uh, you know, in another gang, I had to, you know, go against them. I had to fight against them. Like that hurted me because, you know, here's my, here's my, you know, kid, here's, here's my, here's my brother who I've been going to grade school with. And now we're, we're have to fight because we're in different gangs because we're, we're repping different type of colors. Right. It's all color, color gangs. Wow. That's how Chicago runs. And, and if you know about Chicago during from 2005 till 2009, that was that was called the Chirac War, where Chirac, oh, wow. Chirac War. Wow. So at the same time, you know, the military was abroad. Yeah, we had more casualties in Chicago than in Iraq, combined. Wow. So that's like almost like three people a day just going, just going one after the other, one after the other. It was that intense, and I did get away from it a, it, it a little bit. But then through my association with my friends that know friends, you know, I finally, you know, met, I, which I call him my big brother. Um, we'll, we'll call him G.I. Joe. That's his nickname. Uh, sure. <laughs> so he, uh, he took me in um, and he showed was, me about the gang. Was he was he like one of the higher ups in the gang? He, he, he wasn't up the higher yet. It was he kind of had his own little situation going on. So he, he segregated from them for, for, for a little bit, but still yeah. repping the same gang. So he, he opened up his own set. So I met him through his cousin. And uh, because I do tattoos, I've been tattooing for 12 years. Wow. So a lot of, a lot of you know, I'll have all the gang members, the punk star, you know, the punks, the, the guys, whoever, you know, come get tattooed. And these are the individuals that used to come in a lot, which were the which were the gang members, uh, where I was. So you know they used to always offer me, hey, you know they used to call me Vinny, you know my little cousin Vinny, and like hey Vinny, come, come join, you know come 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 home. They used to tell me come home. Right. Where back to Godhead? No. <laughs> <laughs> They used to always tell me, come home. And I'm like, and I was always thinking, like, home, what's home? What's home? 
they wanted me to join. Yeah. Wanted me to join. So, you know, having that influence all the time, seeing them all the time and see how, you know, they had, you know, they had, they had the, I'm sorry, they had the drugs, they had the money, they had the women, everything, you know, and when you're growing up in America, those are the things that are valued most. Yeah. When you live in a street area, that's you know you're gonna you're gonna look at at the at the guy who's hustling dope, the guy who's a pimp. You're gonna see, oh, that's the that's the guy who makes a lot of money. You know, that's who I want to be when I want to grow up. You don't have that outlet. Oh, you want to be someone like Martin Luther King Jr. or you know Gandhi or or, or you know all these other good people. Like no positivity. You you already see these people because there's so much poverty, and all this racial conflict that's going on, you know, mm. is just you're you're not worried about those good things. Mm. You you you're thinking about how to how to get a quick buck. Right. How can I get a quick buck? So what 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 the kids in Chicago do? They used to rob cars. They used to you know do stick ups to people. You know, this is something in my gang. It was not allowed. So really, people. Think that in my gang, just because you are a gang gangster or gang member, you're gonna you're gonna hurt women, you're gonna hurt uh, children, you're gonna hurt old people, yeah. uh, you're gonna rob, steal, and do all this crazy things. Yeah, I'll tell you this: that's a hundred percent. I would like fifty percent lie. Nobody has. I don't think that has opened up like this to tell you like what really goes on. All of my brothers, they had families. They yeah. had kids. They had their own wives. You know. Like so you're saying their like, so you're saying it's like a it's like a misconception that like uh-huh. gang members are you know out robbing old people or hurting yeah. children or things like yeah. that. So it's so not. My, yeah, my follow up question for for that is like I wanted to know what what like I know there's like a brotherhood and and you guys are all together and stuff. But what what make what's like the activities that the like I've only seen what's in the movies and that's what you yeah, just exactly. mentioned. Like, okay, you're going to go rob people and, and stuff yeah. like that. But what's, what actually are the activities that a gang performs? And then I have another question after that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, we, we had these strict rules. You could have hurt no women, no children, no old people, and you cannot hurt uh, any Latino people. Oh, wow. Yes. So, and any normal people, just in general, no normal people can get hurt, you know. And if we do that, we we get punishment. Mm. And that would be like a two minute beating from head to toe. Wow. Yeah, for breaking these laws. And these, I, I feel like these these laws, you know, when it's really synchronized in your brain, you have respect for you know, you have respect for people. Mm. It taught me respect. You know, because there's so many reckless people that just hurt women, children, and, you know, old people, even right now with the whole Asian, you know, uh, thing going right. on in California and everywhere right. else. Yeah. Um, you know. Now, um, now what, what was your, now, what was your relationship with your parents and with, like, Krishna consciousness yeah. at this time? Because okay. you were you living with your parents or? Yeah, or I, was, I was living with my parents. Um, I stopped going to the temple. I just, I just felt like, you know, I was different from everybody else. And like, you know, most of my devotee friends, they lived uh, a bit far, you know, 
right. to, you know, associate with. And uh, the only time we used to get to associate was during Sunday. So, mm -hmm. you know, six days out of the week, you know, I'm just out with everybody else. Right. And uh, slowly but surely, you know, I just stopped believing in Krishna consciousness. And I stopped, you know, doing all those activities, the spiritual activities. And I just moved away because I wanted to experience new things in life. I yes. was so kept in, like, I felt like I was in a jail. So I told Krishna, free me. Free me from your bondage. You know? <laughs> free me from your bondage. Because I know you're the controller. So how about you let me get the controller for, for once in my life? You know? let, me, let me control something. Because... I, I chastised him, you know, when I was little, and I'm, you know, I, I don't feel great about it, but he was like, sure, here you go. Try it. Try it out. Try out life, this game of life. So I did. I took the controller, and I'm like, I'm going to go head on, GTA, yeah. you know, let's yeah. go. And uh, I'll tell you, there has been experiences that people only see in movies. Godfather, Scarface, um, which other one? Uh, um, American Gangster. Yeah. You know, like all these other, you know, any gangster movies that you see, it's a little bit fabricated. Sure. Everything is so, like, you know, fabricated because what we used to do was totally different. Mm. Totally different. I know there's reckless gangs, and then we actually had structures. So the, the gang that I was from is called the Latin Kings. It's one of the super gangs in America. You can look it up on Google. You yeah, can check out their documentaries and surely, but you know, you'll, you'll there's see. No, there's no risk there. of us talking about it right now, is there? Cause, no, cause... no, no. <laughs> okay, no, okay. no one's going to come out. Sure. Right. <laughs> no, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. No, see, that's, that's, see, that's, that's the misconception also. Again, we're not those type of people. Right. We have a court of conduct that we have to follow. If not, we have to go to courts. We have our own court system. Wow. You know, so if we make any of those mistakes, even if my brothers make any of those mistakes, I can bring it against them in court, in our court. Wow. Interesting. So how long, so how long did this go? Like, so you were in high school and you joined them and then how long did that go on for? Um, from high school, I've been associating with them. So what happened was there was a group of other friends, you know, that I knew, um, they kind of felt some type of way. They felt uh, hurt that I was hanging out with these individuals. And, you know, they started to, you know, threaten me. Really? So, yeah, my own friends. And I was like, what did I do? I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a gangster. I'm not nothing, man. You know, I'm a tattoo artist. You know, I do art. That's all I do. I'm cool with everybody. Like, wh what's, what's the problem here? Yeah. You know, I chill with you. I chill with them. It's okay. You know, you guys don't get along. But, you know, I respect all of you guys. Yeah, I didn't know about all of these gang mentality and, you know, what color is who and who's representing what. I didn't know all of this. I'm an Indian yeah. kid, fresh off the boat. How do <laughs> I know all of this? Um, so it's like I, I was confused. I don't know what to do. My friends are against me now. And I had to make a choice. Either stop getting bullied today. Or every day you're going to walk into this high school, you're going to walk anywhere, they're going to see you anywhere, and they're going to beat you. And what yeah. are you going to do? You're just going to be a humble devotee. 
what I was taught, how to be humble towards people, how to not make commit mistakes against other people. But here's here's the turning point. How long am I going to let them do that? How long am I going to be a doormat? Until I get killed? So I had to make this choice. I had to make this very hard choice, you know, and I and I never, never, never wanted to ever join a game. Life just forced me into it. That's just Chicago. You get forced into things that you don't want to do. And you have no other choice. You can't, you can, what are you going to call the police? What is the police going to do? You're going to be labeled a snitch. And if you're labeled a snitch, you go there. People see you on the television. They're going to attack your family. They're going to attack you. I have sis, I have my sister. I have my two little cousins. I have my mom. I have my aunties. You know, I have mo mostly women in my family right now because my father is no longer with us. So, you know, it was, it was, it was scary even even when my dad was there. You know, my dad used to walk from our house to the temple, which was only a block away. But within that block, anything can happen. Really? There's gang activity around there even? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. There's wow. gang activity everywhere in Chicago. There's not one corner in Chicago that is not gang activity except for the suburbs. But mm. now even in the suburbs, they're, they're creeping in there. Uh, what to do, <laughs> you know, that's, that's just, uh, that's just how life forced me into that game, you know, and, um, you know, I, and, I thought of it like this, I thought yeah, of it ahead. like Parshiram picking up his axe. <laughs> when you have to fight, you have to fight. And even like, I went back to, you know, I forgot a lot of things about our movement, you know, over the years, you know, um, just being out there, I just forgot everything. But one thing I never forgot, you know, Arjuna picked up his bow. Arjuna picked up his bow and he didn't want to pick it up because he knew he was going to go against the people he loved. Yeah. I knew if I joined this gang, I was going to go against the people that I love, meaning my dad, my family, the devotees in the temple, my, my devotee friends, you know, you, you get you get you get um, profiled as a game banger. Yeah, you're a gangster now. You're not a normal human being anymore. So, you know, it it was heartbreaking because you know I was away from my family for at least about eight years before mm -hmm. I came back. Eight years before I came back to Iskon, you know. Wow. Yeah. So I, I left. I left completely. Wow. So so in that time, did you kind of make your way into other? Um, like I don't want to say responsibilities, but in in other parts of the gang, or were you always just like in one place? So I was I was actually a tattoo artist. So I was the manager of my tattoo uh, shop at the time, and um, they used to come visit me all, all the time. And um, what happened is uh, this one night, you know, I had because I work in a tattoo shop, so I have to accept everybody that comes in. So I seen somebody that I know that doesn't like me at all because I hang out with these type of people, you know, and it was a rival gang. Um, so that night they came in to the shop and they, you know, with a, with an AK-47. Oh my God. To my head. And they told me like, oh, you want to be, you know, a gangster. 
will show you how gangster you are. And I'll tell you something. You can be the most strongest man in the world in front of a gun. Anyone will bow. You can be Al Capone. You can be Scarface or anybody. You bow down in front of that, that gun. Yeah. You know? And I couldn't do anything. I was helpless. I felt helpless. I worked with my mom. When my mom was working, you know, she used to work at GNC, General Nutrition Store. Yeah. Um, I've seen people put a pistol to her head multiple times. So something triggered in my brain, you know, like it's a doggy dog world here. You know, none of this Krishna conscious thing matters. It's not real. I just started to feel, you know, the, 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 the energy of Maya coming so strong. I was like, you, you're not real. There's no way you're real. If you're making me go through this, you're not real. You were, you were saying that to, to God, to Krishna. I, I, yeah, I told Krishna that. You know, I used to speak to him. And inside. I used to go to the temple. When I look, looked at the deity, I'm like, what are you doing with me? What's the purpose of my life? If you're going to make me suffer like this, I might as just, well just pack up my bag and just leave you. You know, I, I know you still love me, but, you know, I'm going to have to part my way because I'm not accepted here. I'm not accepted out there. You know, I, at that time, I didn't have a good relationship with my family. And it was it was such a big, you know, weight on me, you know, just it was just too much. It was too much. And uh, I just I just left. I just left one day. You know, I remember that Sunday um, I was playing. I used to play Merdanga and, uh, you know. Some devotee, I don't know, I don't even remember. He, he stopped me and like that was my I was playing speculation. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I was not that great. So. Um, they they told me not to play because I, I messed up somewhere, you know. You m missed a towel or two, you know. And they're like, ah, no. they give you that look, like they yeah, gotta go. <laughs> so they they told me they actually told me to stop, and I actually felt really hurt because that, at that time, Merdanga was new to me, but it was the only thing that was keeping me in yeah. Krishna consciousness because I just love the beat, I just love the rhythm, and. Just that one situation, I was just like so hurt. I left. I, 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 you know, kept the merdanga. I did my dandavats, and I did not see Shushu Kishori, Kishori for eight years. You just, you just walked out of there, and you're like, yeah, I just that's it. Walk. That's it. I'm not gonna wow. do anything with anybody. I'm not gonna keep in. I never even kept in contact with my parents. Really. And my, you know, my, 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 my parents used to call me, you know, they used to try to check up on me. Where, where are you? One time, you know, um, I was out in the streets, you know, with my friends and my mom was driving and she saw me and she honked, you know, and all I can do was run. All I can do is run. And I, I can see from far away, like she was crying and I know how much that broke her heart, but I didn't want any of my doings to come back home. So whatever I was doing in the streets, I didn't want it to come back home. Yeah. That was my scare. That was my scare. What if they found out where I lived? What if they know how my mom's car looked? What if they know how my mom looks? All of these things were going in, you know, through my mind and, you know, 
I, I would, you know, those eight years, I, I would miss, I would, I would, you know, I used to get intoxicated and I used to remember all the festivals. I used to remember the prashadam, the taste of the prashadam. And, you know, I used to just cry. Wow. I used to just cry. You know, I, I would be in a party and, you know, here we are all intoxicated and my friends are like, why are you crying? We're having such a great time. Why are you crying? I never told them about Hare Krishna, the ISKCON. I never shared anything about Krishna to them. So inside, I used to cry inside. And, you know, I was so miserable at that time because I was like, what have I done? You know, like, man, I just left everything. Mm. You know, I, I used to, I, I'm just like remembering, like reminiscing, like, you know, devotees might be, you know, they must be having so much fun, you know. Just doing kirtan, just you know, happy, all this positivity, and it just made me really sad. It really like affected my mood again. And once I got deeper into the gang, you know, I I did some things, you know, I'm not proud of. Um, and those were pretty harsh things, you know, pretty harsh things that you can do to another human being, you know. Um, it just makes made me realize, you know, the monster that I was turning into. Right. You know, because you just don't care about life, you know? Like, if you see all the Chicago news, you know, kids shooting kids, you know, there's no mercy. There's no mercy. So The only was, mercy you're getting is from a bullet. Right. So, So as far as, like, your your membership in this gang was there any scope for you to leave like in those eight years or was there like halfway through where you're like okay this is like kind of crazy maybe i should kind of like dip now you know maybe i should leave yeah, and see yeah. how to uh i had i had you know thoughts about it yeah it's not so easy it's not so easy to why leave, is that why is that <laughs> to leave you're gonna have to get you know uh, you know, exit initiation, what we call it. Oh my God, right. There's an initiation right. that you get when you come in and you, there's an exit initiation. It's worse than the one that you come in with. So, and a lot of people don't survive that. And being the most notorious gang in the United States, it, you know, I love my brothers. I love my brothers because I was preaching to them. I was giving them prashadam, you know, pizza and everything, you know, whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah. And I really don't think the people from my hood, from my hood, uh, they were, they were bad people because they had family, you know, they had heart, you know, I seen the, the, the kindness in them, you know, when I didn't have anything and when I had nobody, they had me, but I kind of felt like that was Krishna's way of showing me protection. But I, you know, I, I don't know because if we, if we see everybody, you know, and we see that everybody has Paramatma in them, you know, this person is in my life for a reason. So my older brother, G.I. Joe, he, he was in my life for a reason to protect me from not getting killed in the streets. I have seen about 20 funerals. 20 funerals and about in the span of, uh, I would say about like six, seven years. 
That's crazy. even before I came to India, I went to two two more funerals. One of my best friends from high school, he was in the same gang as me. Yeah, he passed away. You know, uh, he was getting milk for his daughter, and someone ha happened to gun him down. And this is someone who you know I had I really cared about. Yeah, I know? saw that. I think I saw it on your Instagram story like a while, yeah. like uh, some months ago or something. Yeah. So yeah. most 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 of my best friends. They're gone. I'll never have them back. You know, and, and those and I can vouch for them because they're not here. I can vouch for them because even if they're not devotees, you know, they, they have. They have some humanity left in them. They have some goodness in them. That's why I they understood me because they knew I was Indian. I'm the first Indian Latin king. In the whole nation. And we're about 500,000 strong. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. In the motherland, Chicago and New York, New York. Those are the two big main cities where, you know, we rep our, you know, gangs. And, um, you know, just seeing my friends die one by one, you know, I, you know, I was second in charge. I finally got, you know, where I wanted to be, you know. You got, you got promoted. Yeah, I want to be promoted. It's just like a job, you know. Right. You know, it's just like the military. So our gang was operating like a military. Yeah, we have we have hierarchies, you know. Right. And uh, people had to abide by those laws. And if you were not following, you were not righteous. Kingism. If you look up Latin king, kingism. Kingism is actually um, a religion now. The founder is called. His name was uh, Gustavo Colon. And he 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 was the father for mm -hmm. this gang. So, uh, you know, be Did alive you, now. Uh, he made all the rules. You know, this started in 1940s in Chicago when the Latino they started to come in uh, Chicago, and you know, with the segregation thing, uh, you know, they felt like they needed to protect their neighborhood. Yeah. So what happened was the men, the young men, they formed a social club. You know, the social club would, you know, take care of the neighborhoods around. So the women and children were safe and the old people were safe because there was a lot of looting. There were a lot of rape and this and that going on. And they just wanted to, the Latino people wanted to stand up. They wanted their spot in America. So that was their way of making that, you know, um, making that stamp like, you know, we exist and you have to care about us. And if and if you hurt us. We're going to do everything in our power to protect our people. And that's what we were told. So when I joined, there was these strict rules that I didn't know about. I thought joining a gang was like, oh, outlaw and this and this. We can do whatever we want. No, not in yeah. this one. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually glad. I'm actually glad the gang I joined in because, you know, these people actually had heart. My brothers had heart. They had, you know, they cared about the people. I know... A few bad bad apples, that's everywhere. But genuinely, these were the same people that got booked when they were growing up. These were the same people that were lost when they had no family. They're on the streets. Most most of my boys, you know, they're on the streets. So me being second in command was my my thing was to, you know, get people together. You know, even if there were there were people that were like in their 30s, 40s, almost 50s, hitting 50s under me. 
And I had to make sure these brothers were taken care of. You know, because they're like retirees, but mm. they can't leave the gang. They, they just have the gang. They have nothing else. They don't have wow. Krishna consciousness. They don't have an outlet to, to you know, for, for spiritual awakening. So what I try to do um, in 2019, two years ago, when my dad passed away, uh, when I was with my boys, my boys found out, you know, my father passed away. And, you know, I was telling them, like, you know, maybe maybe it's time for me to go. Maybe it's time for you guys to go, too. Let's get out of this. Why are we in this? So I had a talk with my with my, you know, with my hierarchy. And I told them, like, why are we in this? This is causing nothing but pain to everybody. We're living like, you know, almost like paycheck to paycheck. We're living day by day, you know, like we don't even give a, we don't care about our future. Right. That's how we were living, you know? Yeah. I wanted to ask you, how, how did you like in those eight years, how did you, how does the gang maintain themselves? Is it like, so yeah, well, basically, you know, selling drugs and uh, whatever, like, See, what, what Kingism taught me is that you can also be righteous and still earn money. So my righteousness was me doing tattooing. So I was not selling drugs. At one point yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. But those were the times when, when I got really into it, you know, it really into that lifestyle. But as I was coming in, I was still doing tattooing and still doing tattooing now, even when I was with them. Um, that was my thing. They knew me for tattooing and, uh, well, for many other things. Um, but, you know, I, I really re- appreciate, you know, what, what, what I learned being out there because I had this, this, this way of thinking that I, me being an ESCON was so like cage for me that I just wanted to have my freedom and, having my freedom from my parents, from the religion, I would, you know, find peace. I would find happiness. But all I found was just, you know, disappointment one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. Why? Because Krishna was out of the picture. Yeah. I took the controller in my hand. So I was leading life as I wanted to, not how he wanted to, not how my parents wanted to, not anybody else. I was following what I wanted to do. Mm. But I, I'm I'm really glad that I got to experience this deep dark side of the world because that's something we like. Oh, it's just like a movie, you know? Like that won't happen to me. Let me tell you something. That can happen to anybody. That can happen to anybody. When you think it's not gonna happen to you, try going to Chicago. You'll find out. So you know. That's that's something I feel like, you know, a lot of devotees also couldn't understand where I was coming from. Yeah. Um they didn't What did de- what did devotees think of what, you know, your your father's, you know, the, what's his son doing? Like what it what exactly. did anyone know exactly. that you were doing that in a gang? Uh I I feel like some devotees did because I started to get face tattoos. So <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, that's kind of like the so, giveaway, right? <laughs> exactly. That's like like the main giveaway. Like, you know, like if you if you've seen this big, you know, like come on. Like so they, they kind of got the clue, but they were not sure. Right. Um I feel like this is the first time I'm even telling the whole world that you know, the devotees <laughs> that I even don't know. 
but I feel like it's time to let everybody know, you know, because I don't want to keep lying to anybody. You know, uh, you know, I just want to say, I just want to say, I want to thank you so much for being vulnerable right now and, and, and kind of like opening your heart. Cause I know how difficult it is for, it's you know, it's, it's very difficult for man to do it. And on top of it, like I'm, I'm, it's very difficult for me to do, but on top of it, you were in a gang. So you have to be kind of like very hard, uh, kind of not hard hearted, but you have to be like very, um, you have to like be very secure in your in your. You have to like put walls up and things. And and what we're doing yeah, right now I is kind of like. I was, I was like this. I was like this. You know, I just felt like the whole world was sort of against me. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, and I just did, drifted away because you know I didn't have that association that everybody had. You know, I wanted to go to the you know the bus tours and you know like hang out with the you know the coolie kids. You guys like yeah. I don't know. I think maybe you were in the bus tour. I don't know. No, I'm I've never sure. been on a bus tour. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, you know all the all the all the kids. You know like uh, yeah, of like Bali, like Fish and Kish and all these other you know coolie kids. You know like. That was that was for us, uh, not having such a big devotee community in Chicago. I mean, we kind of do have a big community, but I'm saying like you know how all the devotees live together. You know, like in Alachua, like I was missing that bond. Sure, I wanted that bond so bad. You know, I yeah. wanted that bond so bad, and I feel like if I just had that, like I would have been fine. But I guess right. life didn't work out how I wanted to, so you know. Yeah. At, so, at one point, I at one ahead. point I did feel, feel feel alone. So that was one of the reasons so that I you know went out there to look for friends. You know, that were not mm -hmm. devotees because I felt like you know non devotees were more uh, real. You know, they're more real with you. You know, than <laughs> devotees. At one point, I was thinking like that. So it really had me confused. I know a lot of people can relate with what you're saying. And, uh, you know, it's not like something bad to say ab about devotees. It's just something that we experienced and, uh, and I've experienced it as well. Yeah, I, I don't blame them. I guess, you know, everybody has their own journey. And, you know, sometimes yeah. we slip. I also have made offenses towards devotees. And I, I do apologize if I, you know made any you know remarks or any comments to anybody so my apologies on here uh to everybody um I, this pandemic has changed me i feel like this pandemic is like really i, I really needed that um before we go before we talk about the pandemic though i want to i want to hear a little bit about so so you said that you were there for 8 years and then when your father passed you you spoke to your brothers and you said i need to get out of this yeah. Is that how it happened? Well, not not technically. Not okay, technically. tell me how it happened. Um, well, here it goes. Um, unfiltered, <laughs> sort of. Uh, yes, go for but, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they made me do a couple of things where to test, you know, how loyalty, how far my loyalty still is. You know, like, that's something I don't think they can ever forget me. And I can't ever forget them. Um, it's just, I don't, maybe, I guess I'm at a, in my life, I'm somewhere else. And they're somewhere else. And we're like 8,000 miles away. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm here in Mayapur and they're in Chicago. So 
you know, I, I, ju I just want to change my life. How, how I want to live it in the future, because I know what the future can, can bring if you're living that type of lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. um, I've seen many of my friends go like that. And I don't want to be like another one. Everybody has some worn over, you know, especially my mom. And I would be leaving back my mom, my sister, you know, my friends and everybody. And I don't think, you know, that sort of lifestyle, you know, there's only two things you can get out of it. Six feet under or in jail. Mm. You know, nothing, nothing good comes out of that. Nothing so you, good came comes to out that, of you came to that realization that uh, I, I need yeah, to yeah. kind of, you know, you did yeah. some things and because, now it's like, okay, time to go. Exactly. Because a lot of people, a lot of my friends, they were dying. And like, even from other, you know, chapters, uh, there were brothers dying from those chapters. And uh, it was just very intense. It was just so much bullet fight. You know, I always had to carry a gun on me. And, you know, we were in so many high, high speed chases with the police oh and God. it was just a routine, you know, it was just a routine to me. It was okay. Like, I'll tell you, I'll share this one story one time. Um, how I saw the bullet leave the barrel and I'm still living to tell the story because people who see the bullet in the barrel, they don't live to tell the story. So I seen Yamaraj, I seen Yamaraj sitting inside that barrel on top of that bullet just for a split second. It was, it was coming right for my forehead. What wow. happened was uh, behind, my, behind my house, there was this one dude, he, obviously from a different gang. So me and my, me and my brother uh, chased him. We chased him. We chased him and we got to... The street, it was broad daylight, you know, uh, like one, one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and, you know, we came out, we were yelling, we're, you know, a lot of gangsters and uh, all of this stuff, shouting and stuff. Uh, so they pulled out a 44 Magnum. And I, I remember that guy because one, the guy we were chasing, he was actually my, he was actually my friend. He was actually my friend at one point in high school and I was chasing him. I felt bad. I really felt bad. And you can see the fear in his eyes. Like he was in disbelief that I was chasing him. Oh my God. He, so I can only imagine. So his friend, which happened to be his, um, one of his, one of his, you know, big, big brothers, he pulled out a 44 Magnum and he shot. And when he shot, I seen that barrel, you know, inside of that barrel, and I seen that bullet just lit up. You know, I see Yamaraj for one split second, and I just knew it was for me. I looked back, I looked right into it. So the car frame, you know, I was in a passenger seat, and I just looked back, and it hit the frame of the car on the driver's side in the back, yeah. Yeah. and it, the bullet went up. Oh my God. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what happened is that we started to chase them. I didn't even know we had a gun on us. I had a gun on me, but I, I forgot I had a gun on me. So we went, we chased them. I maybe let out like 17 shots. Just, it was an automatic, you know, with a, you know, soft trigger. And I let it out. 
and it was just spraying the whole block. They were trying to, they were getting into some car crashes within parked cars and stuff, and they're trying to evade us. Um, I don't think I hit anybody, uh, but soon after, the police were like after us because I had the radio, and I heard my brother's name, and we're like, we need to go, we need to go. Uh, that day we we split. We went out of state. We left out of state, and uh, we were there for like about a month. And uh, we're just seeing the situation. We we're following up the police every day, like what's going on with the shooting in this certain area. And um, you know, experience so many experiences like these. You know, like even so many times, like drive-by shootings. You know, I had to pull out a butcher knife on on three kids that were in gangs, but they were in rival gangs. And these kids were ready to kill me, broad daylight. Uh, I was working in a tattoo shop and I was walking the, uh, walking down the street, you know, I had my food, uh, everything was good. And uh, oh, you know, broad daylight, this truck pulls up and you know, they drop my, you know, they have symbols, they have symbolism in, in, in gangs. So they threw up their thing. You know, we got into a confrontation verbally and then they park a little bit and they all hopped out the car. And one of the guys, I knew him from high school also. And he didn't step out the car because he knew like who I was and what I was doing and, you know, yeah. what my rank was. Uh, I don't know why he didn't want to step out, but everybody stepped out. And these, you know, these young kids, young kids, probably like around 13, 12. Coming at me, you know, with bats and sticks. What am I gonna do? That's how. Wow. That's that's how young they're in. You know, that's how young they come in into the game. And and I, I just just happened to be I had a butcher knife with me that day. I don't know why I was carrying. I was crazy back then. So I pulled it out, and they all three of them they fled. You know, and uh, it, it's just crazy because you know, like. I, I thought about it when I went back to the shop and I was having my lunch and I was just thinking like, my God, I almost, I almost did something to a kid. You know, he hasn't even grew chest hair yet and I'm about to do him in. Right. I'm about to set a casket for him. You know, I'm about to set, you know, a whole funeral for his, for his whole family. Like those were the things that were going in my mind, but I had no choice, probably. I had no choice. I felt so helpless because once I started to realize what I was doing and the things that were that my high arts they were making me do, I felt guilty. But you know what? I can't show that weakness in front of my brothers. If I showed that weakness, they would be like, ah, oh, he's not about it. He's just all talk. They used to call me King Tarzan. <laughs> why is that i used to do things really quick really wow. quick really fast they knew me for my speed they knew me for my aim um that's how they train you they train you like military like you know like uh you know the cartel members yeah they're called sicarios sicarios are the hitmans they train you like a hitman so I was okay with seeing blood. I was okay with hurting somebody. I was okay with doing whatever it was for the game. Why? Just to prove, you know, to my hierarchy, I'm the, I, I'm worth it. 
something I should be doing, you know, like you do, a, you know, you, you do service for Krishna to show him that, hey, I love you. Uh, you know, I, you know, I, I care for you. I respect you, you know. Yeah. Uh, the same thing I was doing, but I was doing it for what? For, for somebody who was a mortal being. Right. Someone who was just like me. He was not Supreme Personality of Godhead. But I was doing that to, to fit in because I didn't fit in here. I thought I didn't fit in. Wow. So doing all of these, you know, you know, probably like, you know, carrying two guns, you know, coming home, you have devotee parents. If they found out, like, in my, the things that were going through my head, you know, like, what if the police showed up? You know, and uh, man, it was, uh, it was Chicago is very intense. It's a beautiful city, but it's very intense, bro. It was, it was very intense for me. So uh, tell, tell, us, tell us, tell us, tell us the 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 beginning, like the end of that of that whole. So do, you were talking about exit initiation and all that stuff. Did you have to? Did you have to go through that? Uh, not necessarily. But I'll tell you this, uh, I got this tattoo right here. You see this crown? Yeah. Okay. So I had to do a couple of things to prove that I'm loyal to them. Yeah. That I will never turn them into the police. Right. And, you know, this is a pact. And this shows rank also because not a lot of people just throw and slap this, this tattoo right here. You just can't walk around with this tattoo and not know who you are. Right. I know who I am. And if if anybody ever, you know, try to ask me in the future, if I go to America, if I go to anywhere else, you know, I would let them know who I am, you know, because this this is something that's universal. In America, it's universal. They all automatically know what this is. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. So especially in my city, they know what a crown is. If they see someone with a crown tattooed on their forehead, it's either a higher higher ranking member and you know is willing to do whatever. That's what it means. And most of my other tattoos, you can see a sword right here, mm -hmm. a diamond, a paintbrush. But this the, the, is a funny thing when I was crazy back then. I used to be like, I'll do anything, you know, I'll do anything for this tattoo. So it, all of these tattoos are like medals for me. Oh, you know, I, so what it means is that I'll paint a picture with a sword. Do you get what that means? I'll yeah. paint a picture with a sword. Yikes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I was pretty... I, I, I don't mean to laugh. I just, it's just... Uh, no, no, it, no, it's, it, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, it's like a very... It's like... It's a kind of unbelievable to me. Like... I know it's... I know it's yeah, it's unbelievable because, you know, you wouldn't think a devotee has went through this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I have all the track records to, you know, come on, I have a face that to, like, that's, you know, that's a giveaway. That's the biggest giveaway. So they made you, uh, they made you do a number of things, the face tattoos uh, and whatnot. Yeah. And what else was it to exit? Well, I wouldn't say exit. How can I explain this? It, it's not complete. It's not a complete exit. It's not a complete exit because I made a pledge till the day I die. I'm a king. Wow. That's what we refer to. Like how we refer, like if I refer to you as Prabhu. I refer to my brother as king. 
So <laughs> till the day, till the day I die, I'm a king. I'm a Latin king. Black and gold never fold. We have a saying: black and gold never fold. Yeah. Till we're old. You know, till the day you we did. die. So you didn't exit yeah. the gang. You're still like you're still a. Not, I wouldn't. It's like they laid off, laid me off, kind of, sort of. Oh, I see. I see. Not active. Like retired or something. Retired because I've I've done too much. I've done too much. My rank is already up there. People know me from the streets, but they don't know who I was. I'll tell you some of some things. Like people that were coming out of our high school, they were like rappers, really big rappers. All these young rappers that are coming from Chicago, these young kids. Yeah. For the past ten years. Yes, they've been in my school, you know, some of them came out of my school and everything, you know, mm-hmm. and there's some people that know who I am. So the street do know me if they if they if they hear who King Tarzan is, if they know about his legend. Yes, they will know what I did. Um, and that's something not to be proud of either. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. But, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, man. I I mean, I understand. I understand. I, I understand. Like from what you're telling me, it's like a it's like a brotherhood. It's like a family thing. It's about a loyalty thing. Like being a part of a of a of a group, and and because it has this baggage of okay, this is a gang. You know, then you're gonna have that kind of like, oh wow, this is kind of like about crime and things like that. But I understand what you're saying. There is a certain pride in in ha- in being belonging to a certain group. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just like you know, we belong to ISKCON. You know, like you yeah. know, we're ISKCON till the day we die. Yeah. So that's 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 how. That's how we were in our gang. Like, I die for my brother. He'll take a bullet for me. I know he will. Yeah. And I know damn well I'll take a bullet for him, too. No man left, you know, no man left behind. That's what we That's what we run with. I think we could learn a lot from, from your experience in, in a gang yes, to, to because, understand, because like... You know what? Because you see how the world is getting crazy? You see how the world is getting crazy? I feel like in our movement, like, you know, we need to have this type of uh, connectivity, not in that gang sense, in a sense that we're all servants to Krishna, yeah. in, in the sense to protect our devotees. Yeah, you know, yes, we, we yes we are brahmanas, but hey, sometimes you gotta be a kshatriya, you gotta be Arjuna, you gotta be Parshuram, you gotta pick up that bow, you gotta pick up that axe. Are you gonna let somebody hurt your family? If someone came into your house, someone. Did a home invasion, right? I'll tell you this. Yeah. If someone came into your house forcefully with a gun and you ha- happen to have a weapon and that person somehow aimed, you know, their gun to- towards one of your family members, yeah. what are you going to do? But, now, this yeah. is the biggest question. Dharma. Dharma. So is it wrong that I protect my family? In that no. such way? No. A lot it's, of people think it'll, it'll be bad. A lot of normal people think it's bad. Mm. That's not the way. But what is the way then? Just you know, just like just like the injustice that happened with you know Dropari, you know, in Mambard, all of these great men. Right? Powerful men. Powerful men. Didn't stand up for what was right. 
Right. What happened to them? They they met with a deadly, you know, their deadly fates. They died horribly. Krishna counts everything. He counts everything. You know, and I, I just feel like, you know, I I want to be, you know, somewhat like them to, you know, stand up, finally stand up. When Arjuna finally stood up, that's who I want to be. When Parshuram finally stood up, that's who I want to be. Not for the wrong reasons, though. Not to show, not to show, you know, you know, not to show that, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. No. Kingism has taught me to, to manifest this same type of power into other individuals. So other individuals who have been bullied in the past. I I know I know how to empower them. You know, yeah, bring bring that bring that you know fire into them so they can protect themselves. Wow. Sometimes you need that fire. You have to fight fire with fire. Sometimes. Yeah. Situation gets really hot. What are you gonna do? You know. So 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 when your father passed, was were you in? Chicago at the time? Yes, I was. Well, yeah, yeah, I was. I was. He he was about to. He passed. I was in Mayapur actually. Uh, I was doing a drama with uh, Bhakti Maharaswami. Um, we were, we were in Noida, uh, and it was the second day of the show. And uh, on the third day, when we were leaving, I got a message. Um, they said that you know my father is in critical condition. He's in the ICU. You need to get the first flight back to Chicago. And nobody told me what was going on. They just told me it was emergency. Yeah. And I flew back. I flew back. Me, me and my dad had that conversation. We had such a good conversation, you know. Um, when I was in Noida, before he got admitted to the um, uh, ICU, um, uh, when I got there, you know, it just felt like that whole year, it just felt like a movie. It just felt, everything felt unreal, you know? Um, I think that, that, that is, is very, it, 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 that, that really hit me, you know? That really hit me because now I don't have a father figure. You know, you, you have your parents, you know? And when they're alive, you don't care. You don't care. My message to all the girl calling kids, you know, when your parents are here, value them. Value them because when they're not here, let me tell you something. You're against the whole world. You're against the whole world. It's you and against the whole world. That's it. There's no one that's going to help you. People that love you, yeah. Yeah, they'll help you. People that, you know, they're close to your family, they'll help you. But, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you're alone. And that's how I feel. I feel like I'm alone. But, you know, with the association of, you know, great devotees, I, I feel a little, you know, um, it's feeling that, that, that missing part, you know, that missing part, what I miss my dad. But, you know, I have to understand, you know, he's with Krishna. What, where's the most safest place? Yeah. I can't save him. No one can save him. Not the doctors. Nobody can save him. You know, he, he did his seva for so long. He was in Mayapur. This is where he started his, 
you know, Bhakti journey. And he ended up in uh, Juhu and he was a cook there. Uh, and he was a cook here also. And he was working in the Goshala also here. He was under uh, Jepadaka March uh, during, you know, the Muslim times, you know, back in the days, those days. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so he would tell me about the stories, you know, when the brahmacharis used to, you know, they used to revolt, they used to stand up and fight. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. They, you you're in a situation again. Life life can go on. Life will throw difficult situations. What what can you do? You're gonna have to fight it some way. Sometimes you have to be physical, not all the time. But I feel like my my father had to also go through that during that time. It was scary because you know. The devotees were targeted here. So devotees had to, you know, they had to gather up the courage and start to fight back. And if they didn't, there would be no ISKCON here today. Right. What was your relationship like with your father after you kind of reconnected with him after being with the in the gang? Mm, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was, uh, I felt you know, I, I felt like my father felt so happy because I had a really bad accident. Actually, let me get to uh, how it led up to that. Uh, yeah. I had a really bad car accident um, and I was in the hospital um, and I was just begging. I was just begging Krishna. I remember that night I chanted one round. I chanted one round. Um, let me tell you the power of one round. That day, I was on my bicycle. I seen the deities that were about to close. You know, I just chanted one round. My best friend, he was right there. And we just talked. We seen the deities. It was beautiful, you know. They were going to sleep, you know, wearing all white. Uh, so I just chanted. I just, I don't know. I just chanted one round. And I head out. I headed out to wherever I was going. And as I was going, I was riding really fast on the bike, wherever I was getting to. And all of a sudden, I see my favorite car, you know, my dream car, a Nissan 350Z, come out doing like 80, you know, uh, uh, you know, on a on a four way, and it was so, it, it was again like a movie again. It right before the car hit me, like I just seen my whole life flash again. Like wow, here's a car. Here the go. car hit you? Yeah, the car hit me. The car hit me, I flipped in the air, I fell, I landed on my tailbone and like I was on the floor. The guy comes out and he's like, oh, my car. Like he doesn't even care. I'm, I'm like, half dead or not. Like you just almost committed a crime, you know? Like oh my gosh. you're about to get charged with murder. Like you know, <laughs> right. he worried more about his car. You know, what if I died? He didn't care. He was, you know, that's how I see these, some karmic people, they're so attached to their material things, you know, like no humanity. You know, no humanity and the gang that's what it teaches me humanity so when i was in the hospital Prabhu, i cried i cried out loud like i'm talking to you right now i cried out loud to krishna i'm like man take me as close as possible as i can to you let me get as close as possible to your lotus feet because i don't want to live like this anymore wow it's too much it's stressful Prabhu, carrying a gun without without a license without a void card. Come on. Stressful. Yeah, you can get charged for it. If there's a if there's a bullet on in in the chamber, 
You know, yeah. it depends on how many bullets you have. They're going to charge you for every single little bit. You know, I was so tired of living that lifestyle. So I was just, you know, I was just crying in the hospital. I was just talking like a crazy madman. The nurse walks in and tells the doctor, like, this guy is going crazy. He's talking to people, you know. Like, I think something happened to his uh, head or something. He might have hit his head. No, I was talking to Krishna. I was pleading for help. I could not move from neck down. I couldn't move. So, um, and then, you know, I told my father, I told my father, like, I want to go to Mayapur. You know, I want, I want to go to India. I, not actually even Mayapur, sorry. I said, India, I want to go to India. I want to get away from here. I'm yeah. sick and tired of this. You know, uh, you know, I just want to go to India. My dad was so happy. He booked the ticket in two days. Oh, my gosh. He was so happy he booked the ticket in two days. And, and, and you recovered from those injuries? I was still injured. I was still injured. I don't know. I, I should be paralyzed now. I should be paralyzed. Because the way I hit the floor, right, it, it, was, it was really horrible. It was really horrible. That should have destroyed my spine and everything. Like, I don't know how I'm still alive. But that's the thing, you know, like, I, even though, like, I forgot about Krishna for so many years, you know, he always remembered me. He always still loved me. He always you felt like that. Yeah, because Prabhu, I was in so many, so many drive-bys, so many close encounters where I should have been gone. You know, like people don't survive that. You can be in a car. You can't survive that. Wow. I don't know how I survived that, but I felt like this, you know, not even nine lives. Krishna gave me like a million lives every time I messed up. He still gave me another second chance. So many chances that I feel so guilty sometimes. Like, why are you giving me so many chances? Look mm -hmm. at all. You know, what am I doing for you so yeah. great that you have to give me these chances? He didn't have to do that. Probably he did not have to do that. Hearing, hearing your story brings me a lot of hope because I don't think anyone... I think only a few people can hit such a rock bottom that you did like in this, not, not in the sense of like, Oh, like it was like a very sorry state, but it was a very, like you were, you felt like, like you were pushed into back to Krishna. You were like, okay, I, I don't want a part of this anymore. And this is what actually we're striving towards as devotees is that we want to be exhausted materially. Exactly. We don't, we exactly. don't want to have, we want to be exhausted. We want to have that experience. We and and some people have to go through that experience, and some people can do it from hearings. You know, there's that different ways of experiencing from hearing, from experiencing, from seeing. So in your case, you experience that that kind of such suffering that now I can hear it in your voice that it's like you don't ever want to be a part of that again, and you actually want to. You have this amazing. My worst. I don't wish that on my worst enemies to go through what I went through. Yeah. No, I don't want anybody in this world to go through what I went through because that's, that's a life you're living at 200 miles per hour. Yeah. You know, you're riding a Lamborghini that fast. You think you're not going to crash? Yeah. And now it's, and now it's catalyst, a catalyst for you to be even more serious about your spiritual life. 
that you know there, there's you've seen what's back there and you don't want anything to do with it and you want to move forward into in towards Krishna. I remember you, you were saying earlier yeah. that bring me as close as you can to you yeah. to your lotus feet. And I'm I, so I'm, I'm I'm still like a you know I feel like I'm a new devotee. I still wow. make a lot of mistakes. I still feel like I'm so new, yeah. even though I've been born into Iskan, I feel like yeah. I'm a new devotee. I have to be like a new devotee. And I feel like I'm not even there yet to be, a, a, you know, a aspiring devotee because I'm trying, I'm trying to just leave all of this trauma behind because, you know, it really, sometimes, you know, some, some things trigger me and it, it's like PTSD, you know, people who went yeah, into PTSD. war. Yeah, yeah. You, you can you can literally say I was in war. I was in war. Yeah. So many shootings and like so many killings. Like I've seen my best friend die in my hand. Like, you know, and he was 15 at that time. My gosh. <sighs> wow. You know, like I, I that's that's how much I didn't believe in Krishna. Like I told him, like I don't believe in all of this. But when you start to see like real, real stuff out here, like the real Kali Yuga, yeah, that's when you get to realize, man, where the hell is Krishna? <laughs> it's like finding Waldo, right? Like <laughs> find Krishna. Where's Krishna? Where's Krishna? I was searching yeah. for Krishna. I was searching for Krishna. Where is he? I knew where he was. I just didn't have, you know, I didn't, yeah. I felt so much guilt. I felt so much, you know, I don't know. I just, I, just, I, I feel like I just felt this really big guilt. Like, man, I, I just gave up on someone who's been protecting me this whole time. Mm. And, I, and I'm the one that told him, get the, get the hell out of my life. Yeah. So how, how do I look like begging you know, coming back. You know, my dad told me this. You know, you want to live this whole lifestyle side? You want to be, you know, who you want to be out here? Let me tell you something, son. One day you're going to come back crawling, crying back to his feet. He told you and that. I, yeah. And, and, and my dad told me, I'm going to be alive till that day. I'm going to see you crawl back. You know, my, my dad loved me. Trust me, no. My dad loved me, you know? He gave me everything I ever wanted, you know? Yeah. I never, you know, there was nothing that I can ask for, you know? My my dad worked so hard, did it save us so hard, my mom also. And they gave me everything, you know, what what, what a rich kid could have. So what else can I ask for? I had yeah. all the prashada. My dad was an amazing cook, you know? He was one, in, in North America, he was one of the most, Famous cooks said, you know, during the 2000s and uh, a lot of devotees, they wanted him in his temple. Right. And, you know, we were getting, you know, that prashadam directly, you know, what can I ask for? Like lasagna, pizza, everything, all these amazing food, you know, like yeah. paneer, butter, masala, you know, like, oh, my God, my dad used to cook so amazing. I miss his cooking, you know, um, just seeing like how, you know, my dad served devotees you know um it made me realize you know because my dad came from nothing yeah he came from nothing and he built so much you know for us he gave so much for us he sacrificed so much for us 
It's like, how can I thank him? That's all I, I always thought about those eight years. I always thought, how can I make my dad happy? You know, this whole time, it, it, it's, it was so simple, you know, only if I not, only if I would have stayed in the temple, only if, if I would have not gave up on Krishna, you know, I would have been somebody different today. You know, I, I feel like I would, I would have been a better educated devotee. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. I feel like I feel like we go through experiences in our lives. Krishna helps us go through some experience to learn something in the end. So in your case, do you feel like, okay, I went through the experience. This is all Krishna's arrangement because I'm a devotee and that's what it is. It is what it is. Or do you feel like some real regret of, of what happened? Uh, yeah, some parts I do really feel regret. Um, because, you know, living this type of lifestyle and you have to prove something to someone, you know, like imagine, imagine this, like your guru telling you to do something, right? And, you know, you have to do it, whether you like it or not. So my guru, you know, my guru was my big brother. Hmm. That's 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 who who was taking care of me. Yeah. You know, I I was dependent on him. So everything he said I had to do. Right. It's not that, you know, like, you know, I was a sucker, you know, like, oh, I'm just, you know, following somebody. No. I followed out of faith because he was a good person. He was a family man. And I and I feel like my big brother like I even told him about Krishna, you know, I told, I had this whole conversation with him. I was telling him about, you know, where I was at in Mayapur and, you know, how they're building this really huge Hindu temple. And like, I also uh, introduced him, you know, like to, you know, some little minuscule things, you know, how Krishna looks like, you know, if you ever want to. in touch with them. Uh-huh, yeah. So uh -huh. I, I, well, with the main ones, you know. The main ones, Everybody else I'm not talking to. Right. Uh, but I, I talked to them about, you know, who Krishna is, where you can find them. You know, they already know where the temple is. So I told them, like, you know, if you ever want to get out this lifestyle, this is your route. This is the only way. Mm. And if you have all this, you know, love for me, if you guys believe in me, if you guys trust me so much like a brother, please believe me what I'm telling you that this is our only way out from that lifestyle. We can, we have so much Krishna consciousness has so much to offer, what my friends don't know. Mm. That's what I want, you know, them to experience because it's totally different, totally different. A, a, a new person that sees a, a deities for the first time, a temple for the first time, their, their jaws drop to the floor. Right. It's kind of, yeah. Amazing. They don't know what, 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 who, and where they are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've also tried to get in contact with some ex group coolies. They're, they're a bit older than me, but, you know, I, I was telling them, Hey, like, you know, come back. It's not, it's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. You just do your own thing. You know, don't worry about the politics. Leave it. Just, just come visit the temple. That's it. Yeah. Just come visit the temple. You know, you don't you don't got to follow all the way, even if you don't. I'm not here to, you know, convince you and tell you, 
oh, this is the right way. And no, I'm nobody to tell you that. But I'm telling you through my experience, like, what's wrong and what's right. And I'm telling you, like, these, some of these things, yeah, come back. Just, just come visit. That's it. You know? Wow. You, know you don't, you don't got to associate with anybody or anything. Just come visit the deities because the deities miss you. Krishna misses you. Even if the devotees don't miss you, Krishna misses you. He want, he's waiting for you. That that's that's brilliant. I really like that. So, what are you doing now? Like, what are your what are your future ambitions? Right now, I am doing tattooing here in Mayapur. So, oh. I want to open up like a workshop studio. You know, just where artists can come, you know, together and have a workspace to work. You yeah. know, to have fun a little bit with art. You know, I was talking to some other tattoo artists like myself that are devotees. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, during festival time or something, you know, they can come together. We can have our, you know, own little, you know, little um, association with tattoo artists that are devotees, you know, get to know each other. So I was yeah. just trying to reach out to devotees that are tattooing, you know, like, hey, like, can we all come together and like have like a like a mini convention or something? Like, conference. <laughs> Yeah, like that would be amazing, you know. Like, <laughs> cool. Uh, I actually wanted to like, I don't know, make like a page for all the devotee tattoo artists, and like yeah. daily, like you know, so they can upload whatever they want, or like a, a good idea page where I can reshare. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of devotee tattoo artists. You know, they 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 want to come to my airport. They want to come to the dom. You know, and if they have a little workshop, they can you know. Just work or give tattoos to some devotees, you know. Yeah. How has it been? Be awesome. How has it been like the contrast of 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 America and you know being in a gang and all, and now you're just like you're close to Krishna. You're in Mayapur. You're I, I see what you guys do. You guys are just like living the life over there. So what's yeah, the I contrast mean, like? It's it's so different. It's so different, you know. You know, over here, I don't have to, you know, crack my neck to look back who, who's behind me. I don't have to carry yeah. guns, you know, like I don't have to worry about a, all of these things, you know, like, yeah, I'm so far away from that, you know, and one, one of one of the main guys from our city, you know, one of the higher hierarchies, uh, we call him the man upstairs, you know, even he told me he, he video called me. He's like, you know, he's like, son, like, you know. You're doing you're doing something for your family. You're you're changing your life as a king should. You're trying to live a righteous life. Because that that was the essence of this gang back in the 40s, back in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. The essence was, you know, to protect your neighborhood, to protect your people, be a righteous man, be be a good person, you know, to society and protect society. That's what it was for. So mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel, you know, very grateful for those hard lessons that I had to learn. You know, maybe that's how I learned, you know. Some people learn with a beating, you know, like some Indian kids learn, learn with a beating like me. Um, I just had to go through that to, to realize that Krishna actually exists. At one point, I was atheist. At one point, I was atheist. I did not believe in him. I, you know, and I never used to refer to him 
as God or anything. Like I used to just, you know, just just uh, say bad things about God in general, yeah. you know, because I was such an atheist. Like I was an anarchist, you know, freaking um, person <laughs> that was a very atheist and uh, didn't like God. You know, I got into heavy metal and stuff and I was just like, I'm away from this, you know. I don't want none of this spirituality. I didn't believe in anything because I felt like all the real situation, that's all there is. You know, you do good karma, you don't get it back. I just felt like right. whatever, you know, like, you know, it's not coming. It's going to come, you know, when you're living that kind of gang life, there's no, there's no, there's no scope for anything like spiritual because you're just on a daily mm -hmm. basis. Like you're kind of like, relating with what's going on in your life at that very moment physically there's not like a because because you always have to be like what you were said looking over your shoulder and kind of doing what the gang life is and and there's no so i can understand why you know you would say like okay there's no god or there's no krishna but what 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 kind of determines what you're doing in life is is what your actions and that's what really people regular people believe that and uh yeah i mean so now living in Mayapur, you, you, you do you you want to be there long term? Uh, I've been kind of here for four years, so. Four years. That is long term. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a house here, and you know, I think Mayapur is like a beautiful place. You know, it's away sure. from all the city distraction and all of that. You know, sure. uh, it's less busy. You know, um, I just feel like I can take a breath for the first time in my life. That's what it feels like coming to Mayapur, away from the city life, you know. Yeah. The city life, yeah, been there, done that, you know. I, you know, I had almost everything that I ever wanted. You know, I was sure. living the life that I wanted to. Like, someone can make a movie about this and like make millions, and you know, <laughs> I was living that lifestyle. You know, the yeah. people, the kids who were who were watching all these, you know, gangster movies, and you know. Yeah. But when you're in it, when you're actually in the movie, it's different. Yeah. You don't want to be in that type of lifestyle. You know, I've seen grown men cry, Prabhu. Grown men cry in jail. Talking about, I can, I wish I was with my daughter. Yeah? Well, then why did you do this and this and this? Yeah. Yeah. I used to tell, like, grown men, like, well, you're stupid. You're stupid. You know why you're stupid? Because you made this decision yourself. Just like why I am in jail right now, next to you, talking to you, is because I made a stupid choice. That's why me and you are in here. Right. So wow. how, how, can you, how, how can you, you know, uh, change your life? There's a saying, once you hit the pen, that's when you become a man. That's when you become a human. When you go to jail, that's when you become a correct person. Most, most people not. You know, most people come out more crazy, but the ones that are actually intelligent, probably they come out like lawyers, you know, like, <laughs> you know, wow. and stuff. you know, architects and, you know, they finish their uh, college and high school and everything in jail. And I seen these grown men in there wishing they were next to their wives, wishing they were next to their kids, wishing they were sitting next to their best friend, you know, just, yeah. just hanging out. They're good people in there, but you know what? You made one mistake, and that has affected a big part of your life. It took yeah. away your life, actually.
So, you know, being in there sometimes, you know, I was in there a couple of times and, you know, I, I've seen some crazy, sh oh my God, Krishna, I've seen some crazy stuff in there that you, you want to find Patalok, hit county, hit, hit state penitentiary. You, you will see Amen. the full, what Kali Yuga is actually in there. Yeah. Hmm. You know? Man. It changes you. It can change you in a positive way, or you can come out even more demonic than before. That's yeah. two things they can do, but that's your choice, though, and who you associate with. It, who you associate with in jail is who you are. I'm really glad that we're having this conversation because I don't think anyone would have been able to hear your story. Like you're not going to go well, around I, the temples and and kind of give lectures and like here this is what I went through you know that's not where yeah, but like, this kind yeah, of platform yeah, yeah. this that's, kind of platform really helps you know it really does provide I, I, like like I'm so grateful because it gets tiring to explain my story over and over again and actually you know being an aspiring devotee you know if I have to keep bringing up these things you know it's it's yeah. That's not something somebody wants to hear. Right. <laughs> you know, all the time. Like, what if my friends are there and I have to explain that story again? Oh, he's talking about a story again. Well, well, my friends are very understanding. So they, you know, yeah. I, I really love them for understanding me for who I am and what I went through. Because I know a lot of devotees would judge. I mean, this is, uh, you know, with my face tattoo, the first thing that would come to your mind is like, oh, he either killed somebody or you know he's he's something yeah yeah and but you know what i actually kind of feel like my face tattoos are like a kavacha because wow. there's some devotees who are not understanding and they don't care and they'll judge you immediately so, so that kind of protects you deters yeah. them right uh-huh from the association that i don't need right right and, I, and I'm and I'm so thankful for the devotees that have to deal with my face, look at my looking at my face every single day, and still to see there's there's a soul inside. I appreciate that from every brilliant point. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean we have to surround ourselves with people who are not going to judge us, who are not going to, uh, you know look at us and think, Oh, look at this guy. What's he, you know, you have to surround yourself with people who understand you and who understand your journey and what you've been through and stuff. And, and I'm really glad that you have people like that around you. That's really important. Yeah. I, I'm really grateful for them, you know, because I would feel more lonely because sure. me coming back to this guy, you know, it, it, you know, I, I have some encounter with some devotees I'm not going to mention, but you know, like it was, horrible because i felt like i was profiled sure it's like i don't deserve a chance mm, that's everybody else deserves a chance but i don't deserve a chance why because i have face tattoos or i have this background style this lifestyle this is what i came from but have you lived in my shoes have you lived my life but no. because i'll tell you this anybody that lived my life would not be alive <laughs> five minutes into it right. oh gosh Oh man.
See, that's why you can't, that's why you can't like judge someone a book by its cover. Cause you don't know, you don't know, like exactly. Exactly. I would have never known what you've been through if you didn't tell me, you know, all this stuff yeah. that you went through. It's, it's most people might think, you know, I might, you know, walk around and be, I'm so proud of what I did. No, I'm not proud of what I did. It's something I was forced into. Right. I had no choice. It was a, it was a survival situation. You know, I I don't know where Shri Prabhupada has mentioned, I forgot. Uh, you know, survival, you know, like if it means your survival, you have to do what you have to do. You have to do your dharma. You have to be alive because this is the only life that I have right now. And this is the only chance I have to go back to Godhead. Yeah. So for me to be alive, for me to get away from the gang, I had to get to my ranking status you know i had to get to mm -hmm. a certain rank to even get out this way yeah for for my people to even understand hey i'm leaving and i'm going back to my own people i'm going back to my culture i'm going back to you know my roots because you know that's who i was not trying to be mm. but that's who i am originally that's who i am I'm not a murderer. I don't hurt people. I don't go around and do reckless things to other people. I don't want to hurt people. That's not who I am. I'm not what society thinks, you know, what gangsters are. But maybe they're Robin Hoods, you know? Wow. I, I'd like to go to the – we're running out of time, and I'd like to go to the yes. comment section here. Um, okay, yeah, sure. I'll a lot of a lot of cool uh, a big shout out to uh Anjali Anjali she's been she's been like writing she's like quoting you as you're talking <laughs> she's like made 100 comments on here with with your with just your quotes but let's look at the let's look at the question I think that's my sister is my sister is this your si is that your sister yeah that's my that might be my sister okay well big shout out to her thank you for for yeah, doing that do. um hey i want to shout out to you know my boy Sarvator, Sarvator, yeah, and Jeev, Doya, you know those two. You know they've they've been helping me so much. You know, uh, those guys are you know, cool. Those you boys know? are amazing. Those, those boys are amazing, man. I yeah. haven't met them before, but I have an Instagram relationship with them, and I oh, love those yeah. guys. I love everything they oh. post, some inspirational yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. kirtan, and things like that. You know, that's. I I, I feel I, like big shout out to them. Me. Big shout out to them. Yeah. They're helping me grow. They're helping me change. Wow, you know? that's amazing. And you know, and I'm also in a new relationship. Also, my partner, you know, she's also helping me. Wonderful. Shout out to her. Great. Uh, Great. Also, and, I'm really happy to hear you know, that. Just so many devotees. And when I came, I, I'll tell you, when I came back to Iskon, I met so many amazing devotees that I never thought I would meet. <laughs> really? Like yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I you know uh, I, you know Prala, you know Sri Pilar Prabhu like I always see them in Hare Krishna World. Have you ever seen Hare Krishna World? Oh my God, Hare Krishna okay, World is my favorite video. Yeah, that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite. You know, like I used to see so many devotees in there. I'm like wow, you know, like yeah, I wish I could get to meet you. You know, like I just wanted the association. I just created the association. Yeah, that's all I that's all I ever wanted was the devotee awesome. association, and. You know, just coming back, it was just so heartwarming, you know, because everybody was with open arms. 
Yeah. Everybody had really open nice. arms when I came back. You know, and and it just you know that's that's what made me change. And there's some devotees and some senior Prabhupada disciples that have tattooed that have tattooed that you know that you know give me this these these wisdom you know and give me that faith to you know keep moving forward wow and i really thank them you know very cool thank you let's look, let's look at the questions here uh sounds like yeah, an incredible ahead. tough upbringing bullied in gurukul culture shock public school gang as a public school teacher i wonder if there was something teachers could have done for you that you think would have made a difference no i mean oh, they wow. could have which was after school program which i did went to because i used to be a lifeguard uh I picked up that. So I was doing some things extracurricular to also not associate with my gang so much when yeah. I was in um, elementary school and in high school. So I used to do extracurriculum stuff. So I, I, I was not around them so much, you know, yeah. um, it's hard to get away. Teachers at that time were not paid enough. The teacher, the CPS was on strike at that time. So the teachers really didn't care. Mm. They didn't care if you got bullied or anything. That's yeah. only if they saw it with their own two eyes. That's when it was actionable. But other than yeah. that, they, you know, they didn't do anything. Hmm. Uh, here's a here's a question from my friend uh, Rajabumi Das. Knowing what you know now after having these experiences, what advice would you give to parents or kids going through a similar situation of bullying and such? So many families still come from India and other places to America and move into not-so-nice neighborhoods in hopes for a better life. What advice do you have for them? Are you involved in getting your story out there so others don't go through this? What would you, yes. dif what would you do different for your own kids in the future? Um, I would begin with educating them about these real things at a certain age because, you know, if you don't let them know, they don't know. Right. You know, if you try to keep them in, in, in that in that cage, you know, in that protection cage, and if you don't let them know, like, hey, this and this this goes on, you know, somewhere, you know, there might be a a, a loose loophole, and you know, we might parents might forget to look at that. Mm. And with the bullying part, I would immediately tell you to put your kids in, you know, a karate class, kung fu class, whatever. In, arts, in the right. gym or something. Yes, we're devotees. Yes, we need to keep ourselves alive, you yeah. know, because there's a lot of crazy people in America. Mm. So you got to keep yourself protected. So don't be blindsided to, oh, just because, you know, it happens there, it's not going to happen to us. You never know that. You never know that. Right. So, yeah, as a human being, you should keep your body, you know, you know, in condition where you can fight if you have to fight, you know. Kids don't understand. I mean, uh, parents don't understand what kids go through in, in school sometimes. Very true. Very true. Yeah. And and sometimes the kids won't say anything. The teachers won't say anything. Uh, you know, the parents might not believe the ki kids all the way through because there's no, you know, evidence, you know. Yeah. These things happen. These things happen. And we need to keep them in association with other devotee kids, you know. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing. Association is, is the title. 
you know, the association you have, yeah. you know, at a young age, that's the association you're going to have in your older ages. Right. Great answer. Oh, our friends are listening. Big up Namras and Govinda, my poor mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> spiritual gangster. Yeah, exactly. Now you're a spiritual gangster. You are a spiritual oh gangster now. Very nice. Well, well, Govinda, we're out of time, and 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 there's yes, you can look at the the comments section after. Um, but a lot of people appreciating you telling your story, and again, I want to stress. Uh, thank you for being vulnerable and coming on here and telling your story, even though it it was. Uh, it, I know it was definitely hard to express all that what you what you went through but but i think a lot of people uh benefit can benefit from it and, and get a lot of inspiration from your story yes bro thank you thank you for having me on the show um you know uh, i'm so in depth you know like no I, no, no you're not in depth. i i had a fantastic yeah, time yeah, i loved I'll, hearing hearing it I, I, you know i i want to meet you in person sure and, you know and, you know take some shot together sure, maybe sure. even a tattoo I'd love to come to my airport. Well, well, thank you again, yeah. everyone, for listening. Um, I'm going to turn off the live, Govinda, but stay on, and, and we can talk a little bit after. Uh, so that's episode 55. I'm going to um, have uh, a number of amazing guests in the coming months, so come check that out. And if you want to get in touch with Govinda, you can find him on Instagram. That's his handle here, Supreme108. He's on Instagram. Uh, an avid Instagrammer, and also I don't think you're on Facebook though, right? I am on Facebook, but I go by Jamastamiranda. Oh, okay. I was trying to find you on Facebook. Yeah, I was trying to find you on Facebook, and I couldn't. Um, but okay, if you want to get in touch with Govin and talk to him, find him there on Instagram or on Facebook as uh, Janmashmi. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and uh, yeah, again, thanks everyone for listening. That's episode 55. Come, you'll see us next week as well. We're going to have another episode. I forget who is next week, but uh, thank you everyone for listening. Please like, please subscribe, please share this with your friends and uh, have a great rest of your Sunday, wherever you are listening from. Uh, go in to stay on. All right. Thanks everyone. Hurry bowl. Okay, that's the wrong one. <laughs>